Hi, need a ride? Hop on in. I'm headed to Julia's Trucking Cafe. Come on, let's go. We made it just in time. Come on, let's go get a seat. Hey everybody, it's Julia. Welcome to another episode of Julia's Truck and Cafe. I hope all ever all the dads had a great Father's Day yesterday. And today's show or this week's show is going to be covering a variety of topics, which I decided to call this episode just off the cuff. I'm going to be talking about a bunch of different things um, across the board, and I'm going to be opening up a new page on the website of juliastruckandcafe.com. It's going to be called Show Notes. And that any of the links, uh, any of the articles that I talk about on the show, you can find there. And I'll just summarize the article. And you could go to the show notes on the website and read the whole article for yourself. Today's show is sponsored by Julia's Virtual Assistance Service. I also want to remind everyone that we now have a YouTube channel. It's even easier to find us. Go to YouTube, search for Julia's Truck and Cafe. Please subscribe, ring the bell, so you'll get notifications on when I upload a new episode. So I'm going to be talking about some personal experiences that I had over the last couple of weeks, uh, going back to Memorial Day. Been kind of busy the last several weeks. And um, I was on my way to Topeka, Kansas. And... I stopped at the Petro at Kingdom City, which is exit 42 on I-70, just west of St. Louis. And as I walked into the restaurant, there was an elderly gentleman sitting alone at a table over by the buffet. And most of the time, you can pretty much peg a veteran out here. You know, they're proud to wear their veteran's hat, which they very well should be. And this veteran was a World War II veteran. And I passed by him, and the waitresses were talking to him. And I got to thinking about it, and I'm like, wow. How, thinking to myself, how many World War II veterans do you run into? Not a whole heck of a lot. Come to find out later, there are only about a hundred of them left from World War II. So I took it upon myself to have the privilege, make it a privilege, and the honor of buying this veteran dinner. Come to find out, he is 96 years young, and he just, seven weeks ago, now it's almost nine weeks ago, lost his wife 
of 74 years. She was 93 years old. So it really, my heart really went out to him. And it was even better, made me feel better to buy this young man. They always get a kick out of when I say that to them dinner. And it was, again, it was my privilege and honor. So the moral of that little story is when you see a veteran, whether, you know, you're stopped, stopped out here or not or what, and there's a lot of veterans out here, and especially the older ones, what's the problem with buying them dinner? You know, I try to buy officers, firefighters, whoever, military, my, like I said, you all know that my son is in the military. I try to buy them a meal as my small way of saying thank you for your service. That it means more than just words. Actions to me always speak louder than words. Now some, in other news, the FMCSA is changing the requirements for driver training. And that's going to go into effect in 2020, another couple of years. They're getting rid of the 30-hour minimum requirement of training. And the standards for entry-level truck drivers was finalized this last uh, February, or actually last year, February, my bad. But it allows a three-year grace period for carriers, trainers, and others to prepare for February 2020 compliance date. The rule establishes a registry of FMCSA-approved trainers that entry-level truckers must use to receive their training. So now you have to be registered with the FMCSA that you are are an approved trainer. Not just Joe Blow or, as someone, I'm going to coin his phrase that I've been listening to talk radio, Joe Mega Donuts, because I just, I think that is so cute. He's an ex-cop. He says that I think is so cute. So this Joey Begadonut says, hey, I'm going to train somebody to drive a truck. Uh-uh, not after 2020 or not. You're going to have to be registered with the FMCSA. And that there's going to be separate standards for the Class A and Class B CDL trainees, as well as requirements for endorsements like hazmat and passengers. The rule it says in this article, has received industry-wide support from, of course, a major trucking lobbyist like American Trucking Association and OOIDA, Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association. The rule only applies to CDL applicants who have not received their CDL by 2020. So after February 7th of 2020 is when this is going to kick in. As a key departure from the agency's March 2016 proposed rule, they nixed the requirement that truckers undergo 30 hours of behind-the-wheel training before being eligible to receive their CDL. The rule still requires behind-the-wheel range training and public road training, but it does not require a minimum number of hours. So if you prove to the certified trainer that's registered with FMCSA, like say I do it, 
I get registered, and I see that you can handle a truck, and you used to be a bus, school bus driver or something like that, and I see you can handle a truck, and you can back in and all this kind of stuff. Boom, you can go and get your CDL with two hours of road time. I mean, to me, that's what it's, it's saying. Correct me if I'm wrong. Leave a comment, you know, in, this, in the comments uh, underneath the show. You know, I can't believe this. Someone called my attention to this um, last week. And the reason why I looked up this article, and I'm like, do what? You know, what, what, what? And I'm like, are you kidding me? It's bad enough that there's a commercial company out here that, and they're out of Kansas. I'm, gonna na- I'm not going to name any names. No, it's not Swift. Um, that only puts their drivers through one week of classroom and 11 days of being a trainer before they get their own truck. You wonder why we have crashes? You wonder why there's distracted driving? Because they treat the doggone truck like it's a car. Is this going to help? This is supposed to cut down accidents, according to this article, which I'm going to find, um, post it again in the show notes. And this is an Overdrive magazine. And they're saying some of the items for the required curriculum include basic operation of a vehicle, vehicle control systems and dashboard instruments, pre- and post-trip inspections, backing and docking, Coupling and uncoupling, which you already learn in school anyway, distracted driving, use of signals and other vehicle communication, emergency situations, roadside inspections, truck maintenance, handling cargo, hours of service, wellness, post-crash procedures, trip planning, and more. Behind-the-wheel training requirements cover a similar set of required training activities. You know, so I'm going to leave this link there again in the show notes page under the 18th episode so that you can read the rest of this article for yourself. I'm just shaking my head going, it's supposed to help, huh? Alrighty then. Another article... That's going on in the news is that there's a new bill to delay the ELD enforcement and reform hours of service and the ELD regulations. Now, this is, I found in CDLLife.com. According to them, it's going to put the brakes on the ELD enforcement. While reforms are made to both the hours of service regs and the ELD regs, particularly for agriculture haulers. Now, there's another corresponding article that I'm also going to, that America to Trust Association also says, no, we can't be having any more of these exemptions because it's going to be getting too confusing. Boo-hoo-hoo. How can you not have exemptions for agriculture? Think about it, people. 
I grew up on a dairy farm, okay? We had hay, we had oats, we had corn. When you know it was going to rain and you had to get the hay cut, you had to keep it raked or keep it rolling so that it kept, you could dry it out so you could bale it because you don't want to bale wet hay. If you bale wet hay, you could set your barn or wherever storage facility you keep it at on fire because it starts cooking from the inside. It starts smoldering just like a campfire, just like you're trying to start a fire with twigs and matches or whatever, you know, and you're in your little flint or whatever like you did in, in the Boy Scouts. Oh, I'm sorry. There's not Boy Scouts no more. But anyway, you know, same principle with the wheat and the oats. You know a rain's coming. You have to get that crop in. You have to work 24-7 until that crop comes in because once the rain beats it down, you lost that crop. That wheat stalks get beat down to the ground. You can't pick it up off the ground. Your wheat's laying all over the ground. You can't have dirty wheat to make flour and everything else with. So how, why not give agriculture exemptions? Bull haulers, cattle haulers, pig haulers, even rodeo guys are claiming that they're going to have to get a CDL horses from one rodeo to another. That's what they're in fear of if they don't have an exemption to the rule. They won't even be able to go to the rodeo and haul their horse around without having a CDL. What kind of horse pucky is that? I mean, really? Come on, where is this going to end? You know, you you have to have some sort of exemptions. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, that's the way it is. And it's just, you know, everybody's squeaking and, and, and being, un, you know, claiming it's unfair and all this kind of stuff. So um, there has been introduced in, into legislation from John Hoven, Republican for North Dakota, and Michael Bennett, Democrat for Colorado. Look at there, Republicans and Democrats getting together. Who would have thunk it? And this is introduced in June 12th and would require the U.S. Department of or DOT to reform the HOS and the ELD regs, according to a news release from the Office of, office of Senator Hoven. Again, like all the articles, this article will be in the show notes. The bill will also prevent the enforcement of ELD regs and reforms required under the bill are formally proposed by the U.S. Secretary of Transportation. The, re- the release details how the bill would require the DOT to re-examine and change current regs. Specifically, the Hoven-Bennett bill would establish a working group at DOT to identify obstacles to the safe, humane, and market-efficient transport of livestock, and within one year of the group's establishment, develop guidelines for regulatory or legislative action to improve the transportation of these commodities. The working group would be compromised of representatives from the transportation and agriculture industries, as well as the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and is required to consider the impact, incompatibilities, and other challenges and concerns of existing HUS rules and ELD rules under the FMCSA on the commercial transport of livestock, insects, and agriculture commodities. Initiatives and regulatory changes that maintain and protect highway safety and allow for the safe, efficient, 
and productive marketplace transport of livestock, insects, and agriculture commodities and other related issues to the Transportation Secretary considers appropriate. So they're good for them, as far as I'm concerned, again, my personal opinion, that they're having this bill for the ag guys, you know, that they, you know, you need to have some sort of exemption just during, you know, harvest season. You know, they, they get an exemption just for a few months. And the rest of the time, you know, they'd have to adhere, say, from August till November or something. What's three months, you know? And um, for, you know, then everybody's going to jump to be an ag hauler? I doubt it. Because, like I said, you're working almost around the clock to get the, the grain and everything to market, get the cattle to market, you know? In other news, uh, West Virginia police write over a thousand tickets to truckers. Now, this article was published June 5th, who ignore the I-77 detour. Apparently, they're working on I-77 in West Virginia. And if you don't follow that detour, uh, you're going to get a ticket. There's a construction project going taking place on I-77 between Bluefield and Princeton. Trucks are required to detour off a northbound I-77 at Exit 1 and then on to U.S. 460 to get back on to I-77 at Exit 9 in Princeton. This detour is slated to remain in place through late June, with all northbound lanes scheduled to reopen for the 4th of July holiday. Traffic on the southbound I-77 is not affected by this detour, and extensive traffic backups have been reported as a result of the road closure. They have, between May 21st and June 1st, police wrote 1,066 tickets to truck drivers for illegally traveling through a construction zone, according to Bluefield Daily Telegraph. So, get off at exit 1, get back on exit 9. It's only 8 miles, people. Save yourself a ticket. And other news, I found this, that um, some newbies are posting on one of the trucking groups that I'm affiliated with, that if you're in truck driving school and you're already whining about how expensive it is, how do you're on the road, why are you becoming a truck driver? One second. You need to have money put aside before you even start truck driving school. And I'm talking from experience. Too many times I've went without a paycheck out here. I know how expensive it is out here. I've been out here 30 years. I've seen how cost has gone up to eat out here. You're going to have to talk to your trainer. Hey, you know, do you have a microwave on your truck? That's something to ask the company that you're with or you're planning on going to. You know, does the trainers have microwaves on the truck? Do you think the trainer will allow me to use it? You know, or a cooler or anything like that. Trainers, we're people too. We have to eat too. We're not that mean to say, nope, you can't touch my stuff. You know, nope, keep your hands off my stuff. You know, I'm sure they're going to, if you ask them nicely and you get along, it's like having a roommate, you know, for a few weeks. 
ask them, hey, are you going to go to Walmart? Do you mind if we stop to Walmart, you know, before you, uh, when I get truck so I could get, you know, a couple of canned items or, you know, maybe a little bit to cook in the truck. If you work out well together, hey, each of you take turns cooking. What's the matter with that? And upcoming, this is a, a new announcement for this episode is I'm going to start making five, ten-minute little videos about how to cook in a truck without running it down or blowing it up. So be in upcoming weeks, look for that. What kind of appliances you need, what kind of little reci- quick uh, little recipes you can make, five, ten minutes worth, that you have a whole meal for a couple of days by cooking in your truck, you know. It's, uh, but don't sit there and whine about it, you know. You, everybody has to start somewhere, you know. You may have to live on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or hot dogs for a while until you get your first check. Suck it up, buttercup. Roll with the punches until you get your own truck and start making better money. You know, you'll have to do the crap runs. You're not going to get a lot of miles until you prove yourself. And that usually takes a first year. Just because a company is not giving you the miles that you need right here, right now, and you're only with them two, three months? Really? You have a probationary period anywhere you go. That takes three months. That's just probationary period. That's besides proving yourself to your fleet manager or DM that you're going to be on time, that you're not lollygagging around in a truck stop or casinos or any damn place else, that you're safe. You're considerate. You're not going to get in an accident the first year that you're with the company. I could go on and on and on. You have to prove yourself out here. And, yeah, I'm starting to go on a rant. So don't sit there and whine and and piss and moan about, you know, how expensive it is out here. Keep following me. I will lead you down a good path. I've been doing this for 30 years. Like I've said in the past, keep following me. Keep subscribing to my podcast. I have special monthly specials out, the do's and the don'ts out here. Again, I'm trying to help all you newbies out. So stick with me, and you will definitely learn a lot. I have a lot of guests uh, guests on the show to show you different things. There's going to be a three-year delay to eliminate the need for us to carry our medical cards with us on the truck. And there's also going to be, one second while I'm trying to find that one, sorry. I thought I had it up, and I don't. One quick second.
This was just on the 18th today that the plan was first previewed in April, calls for compliance delay of the federal uh, FMCSA to integrate a final rule on June 22nd of 2021 about the medical examiner's certification partially due to a hack of the medical examiner's website that has left it offline while the agency rebuilds the infrastructure according to June 28th agency pre-publication announcement. The agency, FMCSA, has not yet predicted when the registry might return to complete functionality. This action is taken to provide additional time to complete certain information technology system, development tests for its national registry of certified medical examiners, and provide state driver's licensing agencies sufficient time to take the necessary IT programming, or excuse me, to make the necessary IT programming changes after the upgrades to the national registry. Guess what? The registry got hacked. Hmm. That's not good. Not good one little bit. Again, that's going to be in the show notes. All of these links will be in the show notes. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast. I greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Can't thank you all enough. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're new to the podcast and you're just locating us, we're on iTunes under the podcast app. We are on Google Play Store under the podcast app. Just do a search for Julia's Truck and Cafe. Like us on Facebook. Also, ask to be a member of our discussion group. Any newbies, any questions that you may have, anything you want to share, feel free to uh, ask to request to join our discussion group and you can post it. You know, I like to give newbies a variety instead of just one or two places to go for help. So it's Julia's Truck and Cafe regulars. I'm, there again, I try to reiterate that I try to have this show like the old days where we all sat down in the restaurant and we all stop, uh, swap war stories and those kind of things. In other news... The CVSA is going to be doing a break safety week in September of 20 of this year. So it wasn't bad. It was bad enough that we just got done with the check in June, the blitz. But now they're going to be doing a safety check in September from the 16th to the 22nd of September this year. Why? According to the CVSA, which is the Commercial Vehicle Safety Alliance, which I'm sure is with the American Trucking Association, which I don't like, most of the inspections con- conducted during the break safety week will be a North American Standard Level 1. A 37-step procedure that includes examination of driver operating requirements and vehicle mechanical fitness. 
Inspections conducted will include inspection of the brake system, identify loose or missing parts, air hydraulic fluid leaks, defective rotator rotor, excuse me, defective rotor conditions, measurement of pushrod travel, mismatched air chamber sizes across axles, air reservoir integrity and mounting, worn linings, pads, drums, or rotors, required brake system warning devices, and other brake system components. Last year, the CVSA condensed Brake Safety Week down into Brake Safety Days, one surprise inspection event that was held on May 4th, and then another announced inspection day on May, September 7th. The CVSA says that during last year's Brake Safety Day inspection, blitzes, 14% of all inspections resulted in an out-of-service order because of brake violations. So if you want to read more on this article, Visit our website at juliastruckandcafe.com. Show notes. That's juliastruckandcafe.com in the show notes. Now, this week's episode has been sponsored by Julia's Virtual Assistant Service. If you're a podcaster listed to this and you need a transcript, or if you need a transcript of an interview or witness statements of an accident or anything like that, or you need a simple website built, social media marketing, you need to contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service. They have fast turnaround time of creating transcripts and very economical. They can turn your podcast into a transcript, which then can be turned into a report with an attractive cover and even a table of contents. Julia's Virtual Assistant Service can also create an attractive, simple website for your podcast or business and drive your traffic through social media marketing to your website by posting to all three social media outlets. So contact Julia's Virtual Assistant Service by visiting juliasvaservice.com. That's juliasvaservice.com, juliasvaservice.com for your transcript. Again, I want to thank all of my listeners. And keep checking back to our website. And there again, we're adding new pages to the website like stupid things drivers do. And like I mentioned before, cooking in your truck without burning it down or blowing it up. And please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, instead of just doing the audios, I'm going to start posting the YouTube so you could go ahead and listen to that, and it's a little bit easier. I'm trying to make it as easy-peasy for everybody as possible to access our show. Again, I want to thank everybody for listening. You have a very blessed day. Keep the shiny side up, and until next time.
by any of the 70 Denver area O'Reilly Auto Parts stores where you'll find everyday low prices on the parts you need to keep your vehicle at its best. Our guaranteed low prices ensure you're always getting our best deal. In fact, we'll match any auto parts store's price on any like item. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.